This is Binod Shankar and you're listening to the Real Finance Mentor podcast from the realfinancementor.com. The Real Finance Mentor is your go-to resource for insight and inspiration on careers in finance, CFA and more. I would think why this podcast? Well, my goal is to deliver insight and inspiration for your finance career by making it one relatable. This is not theoretical stuff. We zero in on the critical practical issues. Number 2, authentic. No bullshit, no sidestepping. The topics, guests and questions are all from that perspective. And number 3, take a chartered accountant CFA charter holder, add 17 plus years as a corporate warrior, mix in 10 years of entrepreneurship, through a decade of full-time CFA training, add speaking, mentoring, cycling and mountaineering, and that's me. Welcome to the Real Finance Mentor, or as I call it, RFM. This is Binod Shankar here, the Real Finance Mentor. Uh, with yet another episode of the RFM podcast, the podcast that brings you insight and inspiration for your finance careers. Uh, as you know, I always try to bring a variety of uh, candidates to share their stories with you. And my next guest is uh, Sakshi Gupta. Now, I wanted to talk to Sakshi because this 24-year-old has an interesting and quite an inspirational story. Uh, Sakshi comes from a conservative family was born and brought up in the small town of Tonk in the state of Rajasthan in India from that humble background she got an mba from banasthali vidyapeet in rajasthan and then went to bangalore where she was one of the 49 young women who was selected to be part of the first batch of the young women in investment program run by cfa institute in 2018 and even she terms as the turning point of her life Now, that boot camp in turn provided her with an internship opportunity at State Street, one of the largest asset managers on the planet with about $4 trillion under management, which she converted into a full-time position. Sakshi now works at Chandra Chartered Bank as a business analyst. She also tells me that apart from all that, she loves dancing, cooking, and reading fiction. Sakshi, welcome to the show. Thanks, Vinod. for such a nice introduction and and you know also for inviting me to be part of your podcast today uh, it gives me immense pleasure to be here and to share my story and provide insights to the lessons that i have learned in my journey so far so i am very excited and i look forward to our conversation today thanks sir sakshi so i'll dive into the many questions that i have uh, because you have quite an intriguing background my first sakshi is you know you grew up in a small town rajasthan in an obscure village um, a town called tonk right now tell me about your childhood especially a the circumstances and culture in the family and the society Uh, first of all thanks vinod for asking this question uh, you know i believe it's an excellent place to start since it will lay a base and provide clarity on the background of our talk today so to answer your question i come from a modest middle class household how you had defined in my introduction uh, which is quite conservative you know which i believe is primarily uh, due to the external influences and the societal pressure we have i can say that things are changing now but back then culture was infiltrated by uh, conservative and backward ideologies and thought processes you know uh, people believe that job was out of equation for women because uh, eventually they will have to get married and they will have to run a household and uh, as being surrounded by such a society you know uh, it doesn't come as a surprise that my family was no exception to such a cultural mindset so when i try to remember i i can recall that you know even considering to go out of town for studies was a very difficult decision uh, for us in context to the other parents i'm not sure but you know, mine uh, at times were initially hesitant uh, to send me away for studies just because uh, i was a girl so that's you know uh, that's all the story from the past but uh, in today's era it's it's very saddening to observe that there are still those who believe and you know who say it loud that because she is a girl she will uh, go out to study and uh, ruin her family's name and uh, and you know 
I'm still perplexed as to what their idea of being spoiled is. So having said that, uh, amid all this typical social setting was my family of six, which comprised of my grandmother, parents, uh, and two siblings. Uh, back in those days, when I was in high school, my mother happened to be ill for a very long period of time, and my grandmother was too old. So managing the household chores and helping our father out uh, became my and my sister's responsibility. And, uh, you know, at that point in time, uh, picking a vocation of choice was undeniably challenging for us because that was a very period uh, where both of us couldn't think about our career because the choice had to be made uh, between career and the family. And that's how ultimately I ended up doing my schooling and graduation at Tonk. Hmm. Interesting. The second uh, question I have for you is, tell me about the related constraints that limited your potential and your understanding of the world. That's a very good question, Vinod. Uh, as I think it will help us to uncover some of the factors, you know, which we overlook most of the time. So I'd like to draw your attention to a few points here, uh, which comes to my mind quickly. Uh, and the first one is uh, the comfort provided. So I, I obviously truly respect my father for uh, always supporting us and ensuring that we were never short of any resources. But at the same time, I also believe that it is sometimes due to his overprotective nature and his want to provide us with all the comfort uh, is something that had limited my abilities as an individual. Of course, as a child, I enjoyed it, but it proved to be very first constraint for me, you know, because I never knew how to oversee things all alone. Um, I had never, you know, needed to manage anything or uh, I had never faced any adverse situation on my own. Uh, so I know I understand that his attitude as a parent might have not been wrong, but uh, uh, what's important here is what's the key if you ask me is, you know, uh, it is the it is establishing the clear lines of responsibility uh, for your children that helps them learn life skills, which are first of all, very crucial to learn. And secondly, that is something which will help them thrive. Uh, because in the long run, that is something uh, that will help them to, uh, you know, trust in their own capabilities. So as it is said that it's by experiencing the mastery and rebounding from failure that they develop healthy self-confidence. So apart from that, uh, the another significant factor which I could think of now is uh, the environment. Um, and the individuals you are investing your most energy with, it really assumes a key part. Uh, alternate point of view helps us assisting uh, with, you know, uh, developing and constructing a wholesome character. So, for instance, I recall that uh, when I was in high school with a friend who was extremely ambitious, disciplined, and she was also a class topper, you know, Gradually, consciously or subconsciously, I begin to instill and adopt those habits and qualities of her into my temperament. Uh, but uh, later on, when I went to the college, uh, which was not a very well-known one, of course, I felt that, uh, you know, somewhere the mindset uh, there wasn't to prepare and build students with their individual identities to face the world. But... Uh, the attitudes were attitude was more you know uh, for merely uh, everyone to get their degrees um, and as a as a you know cherry to top this cake uh, the students who went to college with me were the uh, were the were from the background of well uh, established business families of tong and their thought process and vision were completely different and centric to talk alone so by saying so i'm not implying that they were any less talented or not knowledgeable they certainly might have had more potential but what i'm trying to say is we were going into different direction altogether and 
uh, that's how I think I became one among them with no real figure to look up to for my personal and holistic development. And trust me, it was my worst nightmare. <laughs> you went to a small college in Tonk, uh, Sakshi. And I recall you telling me it was worse than school. Now, looking back, what are the three things you feel you missed out in college? That's a great question, Vinod. So upon self-integration, uh, which what things quickly comes to my mind uh, is the very first one, uh, which I missed out on was the personality development and maybe the exploration of my personal self and self and setting setting up vision for myself <clears throat> so when i say that you know when we go to school we have a broad set of extracurricular activities you know which 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 can involve maybe inter-house competition in-house debates uh, addressing morning assemblies and so on uh, I know you must be thinking whatever I had mentioned might sound exceptionally fundamental, but if you ask me, they are really instrumental in laying a strong foundation uh, for your growth and development of your personality. Uh, I believe, and I believed uh, that college provides you uh, with the opportunity to groom yourself, you know, to elevate your interest to a whole new level by learning new skills which I think I completely missed out on. So when I started my MBA program, I could notice that people, you know, uh, seem to have a clear vision for themselves. They had those set of goals. Um, they all were very knowledgeable and they displayed a depth of knowledge and thirst, you know, to excel, which, which of course initially made me very uneasy as it was a total transition for me going from talk to, you know, pursuing MBA. And for the very same reason, even throughout my Young Women in Investment Bootcamp days, uh, uh, I can remember that I was not at all a stranger to feeling inferior, disorientated and insecure. Mm. Uh, and another factors which I could think of now, so with reference to what we have discussed earlier, my uh, life stages until you know the point of the boot camp, uh, those portray that how uh, I was confined to the tiny town of Tonk. There have been numerous occasions that depict this as well, but at this moment, uh, I'd like to share an incident that comes to my mind as we speak that. I was having a conversation lately with one of my, you know, juniors who is doing his graduation now. And um, I was very surprised to learn that he's already involved in stock market trading. So keen to know more, I asked, I just asked him that how he got exposed to it at such a young age. So to that, he responds that a few of his college mates introduced him to, you know, financial markets in India. Uh, and that is something that helped him develop an interest. So, so what, you know, what basically I'm trying to connect with this incident is that what I had with me was only academics and no practical knowledge to apply in the real life. So those were the days when I wasn't backed by any of on-the-job skills and I really had nothing in my hand except the bachelor's degree. So end of the day, you know, my knowledge circulated around the academics and the portions which were covered in the college. Uh, and it also might come as a shock to you that, you know, I had no idea what CFA FRM and the other professional courses were back then because no one actually came forth with conversation around these topics. Mm. So that's, that's, you know, that consists or that builds the second constraint for me. Uh, another things which comes to my mind and the most crucial one, I would say, which I missed in my early days of career was mentorship. <laughs> That is something which I lacked and uh, due to which, you know, I lacked a sense of direction uh, throughout. So those were the early vital days of my career when, you know, I needed to work on myself, but 
unfortunately there was no one to lead or you know to assist or show me the way ahead i was completely void of professional contact and networks and i was unaware of its significance too i would say so you know at this point in time i would really like to take this opportunity and you know uh, to uh, urge or to appeal all the freshers out there to seek for a mentor looking at my journey i truly feel that a mentor is you know someone who is like a light at the end of the tunnel guiding you when you are lost so i think by saying so i cannot overemphasize the importance of a mentor in one's career right so sakshi uh, my next question is your father is a shopkeeper right and your mom is a housewife and they come from a conservative family you could have easily become one of the many girls who get married early and settle down yet you went for your mba at anastali vidyapeed a residential all women's college at 40 kilometers from tonk which means you couldn't see your family for many weeks on end this must have been a seminal moment for you right so i have three questions first is where did you get the feeling that you must educate yourself further yeah so you know in the typical societal setting which i have described earlier you know where only the man of the house is expected to earn money and you know women are expected to depend on men to meet all their needs i think this is something which creates a very unhealthy dependency over the years this idea has always made me uncomfortable uh, and i think that it's high time that these practices should be changed actually when i say that there are two aspects to it uh, first is when someone is willing to work and couldn't do due to you know unnecessary fam- uh, family pressure and societal orthodox norms and second one is if someone is willing is not willing to work at all so later one is just fine because that's something they are doing by their choice but you know earlier one reflects a very cruel face of the world and people might challenge me for saying that but i myself have witnessed that if you know i have witnessed people saying that if their daughters and daughter in laws would be working that is something that's going to hamper their reputation in the society so nevertheless you know i have been fortunate enough to grow up in a family uh, with women who have been financially self sufficient and uh, you know they are my bedrock for the ideas which i believe in now and a lot of my respect for them tax to the fact that they have played their part of uh, creating self awareness in us you know by saying that people may leave but you know your education your knowledge your skills is something which will stick to you for forever and it is it is highly essential to create your own identity by studying and becoming self sufficient and preparing ourselves basically you know to deal with any challenging and unforeseeable circumstances which may arise Uh, so a very very huge respect goes to all those women of my family who have actually set those examples for us and you know have always taught us these lessons so having said that the another component apart from this is also the competition which you know which is very evident when you have been a decent student throughout and you notice that all your classmates were up to something you know they are striving to reach next level of their fields so what are we doing you know was a question which we constantly asked ourselves we knew that if this is going to continue we would end up like so many other girls who had failed to make their own choices so it dawned upon us that it's you know it's now or never and uh, that's how i think my, my sister and i took up the risk to confront my father uh, question all those uh, old practices and we finally persuaded him to send us for our masters degree right so let's talk about that part right how did you manage to convince your family to let you get away 
yeah so this was again another challenge we had before us uh, you know mm-hmm. but not so difficult one i would say because once you have decided what you wanted uh, the question of choice you know uh, and addressing that comes first so for my parents sending us for studies was more of an emotional roller coaster because we girls were literally the apple of their eyes and we had never stayed away from them so you know this event certainly reminds me uh, of a friend who had appropriately advised me that sakshi uh, asked them for a chance to earn they wouldn't be able to say no to and following that path we both applied for banasthali's masters program we took the exam and got selected and you know when we had an opportunity in hand uh, it it really becomes uh, difficult uh, you know to ask for something and this had really worked similarly for me uh, in the case of young women in investment program as well because uh, i never expected my father would send me to bangalore you know it's it's very far for us but he he didn't stop me when i already had that opportunity in my bonnet so to summarize uh, as to what i'm trying to say here is my father had realized that we have already made up our minds to pursue uh, you know our studies further and he he literally uh, respected our decision i know that i could not go or attend one of the best b schools but my mba college banasthali vidyapeet uh, proved out to be a stepping stone in our lives you know of the few possibilities that weren't available to us back then so yeah it is a well reputed women only residential university and it is conveniently located near my home in tonk um, so it was a great opportunity us because we we had not to compromise on my parents need to see us anytime they wanted hmm. and the third question i have uh, sakshi is what valuable skills or knowledge or connections did you pick up during the mba program uh, interesting question binod so you know for someone who had never gone out on her own before uh, mba experience was clearly life changing i excelled in academics as i had said and mba uh, also helped me to set a vision for myself uh, it provided me with a platform to you know explore many other disciplines and it also aided in my uh, you know personality development if uh, someone asked me and if i had to pick up two crucial things maybe which i had learned and adopted from my mba school uh, the first one would be the collaboration and the you know importance of the teamwork and the network and second would be uh, the business ethic lessons uh, derived from uh, you know the subject called as indian ethos this subject was very uh, you know connected to my roots and it provided me in depth insights into indian ethics uh, the culture shastra and uh, they taught us that how all these things can be integrated into today's fast paced business environment and when someone asked me that you know what interests me in this subject is that it doesn't tell you what you need to do or what you not to or you know in simple terms what is right or what is wrong but it it allows you you know you to stop and think and make your own judgment in each circumstances so apart having said that apart from all the knowledge and the various professional networks i had also developed personal connections which include very very close friends of mine who have been through uh, with me in in the thick of thick and thin of my life and and to sum it up above all it was my college that paved the path for me to the young women in investment program which proved to be a significant game changer for me hmm now let's talk about that game changer you just mentioned right the one month long boot camp that is part of the young women in investment uh, program in the big diverse city of bangalore must have been a big cultural shock to you so i have two questions for you here right the first is 
that is probably the first time you realized you were behind in quite a few skills and behaviors. What are the three gaps that you found? Yes, you are right. So uh, when I arrived in Bangalore and saw the young women in investment cohort, I was completely taken aback, you know, because I discovered that I had so many gaps in terms of competencies, you know, uh, that is something that puts me behind the crowd. And uh, if I have to think and the top three, which comes to my mind uh, to point out here are, first of all, the very important one, confidence. When I arrived there, I had lost the little confidence I had, uh, you know, in myself, seeing the quality of the people at the boot camp. I do not lie when I say that it did shock me to my roots. Perhaps it was, you know, because I hadn't seen such talent and, and ambitious peers until that point. And, you know, naturally, somewhere at the back of my mind, I started comparing myself with the rest. I was at that point in time, I was so desperate, you know, to find out at least one area which or where I was better than someone else just for my sanity. And it, it is it is evident that it was not at all the right way to deal with the things. So that's one of the lessons learned. But another most important aspects that made me feel insecure during uh, the boot camp days uh, the another one goes communication so it is uh, you must have heard that it is said communication is the key and i could not agree more to it when i went there my first language was not english and i was not fluent in it uh, i did not feel comfortable at all conversing in english and this completely eroded my self-assurance and uh, I was left in total insecurity about myself. Apart from that, uh, the another gap which I found was on my skill set, including, you know, uh, the soft or the interpersonal skill. So as I stated before, what I mastered in academics, I lacked in expression. Um, I think uh, I have stated it enough that the only strength of mine that I could hold on my academic knowledge, but I concluded that it was of no point if you lack the soft skills. I have been an expert when it comes to books and the theoretical knowledge, but no clue on how to express my opinion, how to put up my knowledge out there by speaking up. If uh, that's really that's really important, the crucial part, because if you have the knowledge, you need to be able to express it and present it right. Uh, demonstration is very important. And I felt that your knowledge is of no value unless and until you can demonstrate it. So. These are the, you know, key tools that are um, key tools for the soft skill are like networking, your assertiveness and communication, as I mentioned. Hmm. And, and the second uh, question I have for you on, on this boot campus, I recall you telling me in our conversation that you wished you had utilized that one month uh, young women in investment boot camp better. Can you explain by detailing the three things you would do differently if you went back now? Yeah, definitely. I want a chance back. So <laughs> to mm -hmm. go back and, you know, undo uh, some of the things. So since as we have just discussed on the major gaps I had found, it's a bit easier, I would say, to answer this question. Because looking back, I would have been, uh, you know, better equipped to deal with my weakness. Um, I had avoid, uh, avoided letting them come in my way of uh, interacting with people, collaborating and, you know, participating in the different activities which we should do. So in short, uh, what I'm trying to say is I should have asked more questions. I should have been open to more discussions and been more authentic uh, to give my batchmates a chance to know me better, which I totally different doing uh, in the bootcamp. Hmm. Now, at some point shortly after the uh, Young Women in Investment Bootcamp, 
I think during the internship at State Street, you had this realization, uh, you told me, that totally changed your mindset and performance. You said to yourself that enough is enough. Take me through the three biggest factors that changed your mind. Yeah, that's right, Binod. So to mention, first of all, I would like to attribute uh, it to my background and the hard work that I had put in to reach where I am now. Not to forget my family's immense faith in me uh, was truly a key contributing factor because I knew that I could not let them down. So whenever I felt like quitting, my motto has always been, you know, to look at my journey and, you know, see from where I started, how and why did I start and how far I have made it. You know, that brief retrospective is something that that can push anyone to move forward because, you know, your journey has not come to an end and that and that will not uh, come to an end unless you decide to full up, put a full stop to it. So uh, that was one of the biggest factor which did drive me, you know, not to give up. And the next important element was uh, was obviously the lessons that I had learned from the boot camp. Uh, in the boot camp, I had learned that I was capable. And I certainly had potentials, but I had to develop my skill sets a lot more to catch up with the rest. I was among among the set of bright-minded people who were, you know, either char uh, CFA charter holders or had any other qualifications. But uh, it pained me initially um, that you know the world was so competitive and how ambitious people were. So. Uh, what I did is I closely studied them and they left a profound impact on me. Um, I had learned my lesson. So what I did is to, you know, aspire for more and beyond by learning from them and trying to imbibe their qualities or, you know, uh, or the way of life uh, to achieve at least, you know, to at least achieve what they have achieved so far, or if not, then at least aim for it. So that one month of boot camp gave me an insight to exactly what I was missing in terms of, you know, professional skill set and what were the key areas I needed to work on. And I am really thankful to the CFA team for putting together this program because, you know, not many people, I would say, uh, get to know this soon in their professional journey like you know uh, they need to improve improvise in themselves whereas I got to know before the start of my career the things I needed to work on to reach where my talent can take me so this was the another factor and finally uh, the events that took place right before uh, the culmination of the boot camp it did struck a realization in me uh, that I haven't reached the zenith. I am distincting in some ways. And that was the very reason I was sharing the room with the rest whom I looked up to. Uh, I certainly realized that, you know, uh, above all the things, self-worth and belief in myself was extremely important. Looking up to someone and, you know, using and using that uh, at the same time uh, to let you down or to, you know, undermine yourself can be self-destructive. And that's when I thought and I concluded that whatever has done has done. Uh, the past has facilitated me to reach this point and now there is no going back. So it was it was a journey forward from there that mattered for me. And I next, next focused on making, uh, you know, uh, best out of my internship uh, to complete it on an... Uh, exemplary note I would say but you know at the times when you will be more determined and focused there will be more circumstances that put you to test and I was not not an exception to it um, so soon following my uh, joining at State Street uh, I realized that I'm gonna be part of an IT team and my job role would be that of a tester this event again, you know, by this event, I was 
taken aback and because i was completely clueless that because uh, despite of having a solid business background i have landed in a tech role which i obviously knew nothing about so what i did i i also expressed my concern to some of my teammates and i inquired into the possible reason that why i was selected for this role when i was expecting something you know in a in a corporate finance kind of you know team so at at that point in time to be honest uh, for a while all that determination evaporated into thin air at that moment but then uh, again as i had stated earlier that i did uh, you know take a step back and then um, i did take a look back at the take aways which take aways from the boot camp uh, that really worked out for me at that point in time and i told to myself that this maybe this is the chance you know for me to explore the unknown and gain the extensive range of experience so this thought had fueled me up and from there i was only concerned about you know working hard to excel in the role and trusted upon me and to attain the trust of my coworkers now sakshi one of the key people that supported you at state street was your buddy at the time of onboarding right an assistant manager who later became your mentor and then your manager you watched her closely and learned a lot from her and a few other managers you worked with all this is obviously helpful when one begins a career so i have two queries here right the first is it takes two hands to clap and i'm sure while you had great managers uh, the managers also saw something special in you and thought you were worth helping you said in our earlier conversation that they liked your spirit what exactly is the spirit they saw in you okay so you know when i put forth a similar kind of question before my manager you know, she said to me that sakshi uh, she admires my work ethic and ability also you know the dedication and the accountability which i demonstrate towards the works assigned uh, it also includes you know my willingness to tackle problems and my capability of uh, finding solutions to any scenario um, to that she further added that my other traits like um, approachability and flexibility and also you know supporting colleagues uh, were all the qualities that stood out in me and when i ask her like uh, about the spirit uh, as you mentioned so when it comes to it she told me that she and the team admired the energy uh, that i put in everything i do and i brought to work so she says she simply you know says uh, it all the time to me that sakshi you inspire me and others too and i i cannot define you that how powerful these words can be i i really cannot stress enough on how they motivate me to put uh, in my best efforts right now the second query i had regarding what you learned from a manager at state street right what are the three key things uh, sakshi that you learned from your managers uh so when it comes to the learnings uh, i have certainly acquired uh, many things uh, from her and other managers uh, which i have worked uh, in my stint uh, during state street so they have they all have been really very supportive of me personally and professionally and and you know i always say that to them that if workplace had people like them work would always be pleasant and enriching experience she had surely assisted me in learning things from ground up so uh, if i try to recall for example i remember that during my initial days of internship she even taught me effective email writing you know which is which is very very basic thing but very crucial to learn and uh, 
to mention the few other notable qualities uh, that I have picked up from her uh, that comes to my mind is uh, building relationship, you know, understanding the individuals and connecting uh, with someone on a very personal level and establishing a good repo uh, is something I had learned from her. That is something undoubtedly makes your work more enjoyable and uh, you know it makes it easier especially uh, when you are working in you know in a team and where uh, the collaboration is required um, so that is something which I have adopted from her and uh, when I say that of course I know that we must be selective here because uh, we cannot interact on personal basis with the whole lot but however uh, we should try and establish cordial relations with uh, everyone by understanding their background uh, as it helps uh, you know in the long run um, apart from that the other quality which i really admire of her and the another managers or the seniors uh, from my team was delegation uh, it is it is imperative to maintain trust and share knowledge uh, and to be honest i i miss this incredible experience of sharing and putting my trust in the people during the initial weeks at state street i you know i had a hard time trusting people with my work actually i always assumed that they will screw it up so better do it myself and as a result of it you know i avoided sharing my expertise and efforts with others so i observed that i was frequently overburdened but at that point in time it was from the practices of uh, practices and also the direction of my superiors and seniors i would say uh, that made me learn uh, that uh, you know the importance of believing in others my managers had trusted in me and they had given me a chance and that's how i had landed a job in state street so how can't i do it for others so going forward that's exactly what i did i gave others a chance and i opened the doors for them uh, because you know it not only assists you in delegating your work but at the same time uh, it also instills that confidence in the person on the other side and and i i can remember that whenever my manager had assigned me any task uh, you know it made me feel confident that she believes in me and that's the reason she is uh, you know giving me this task so so it's it's very important uh, you know for other person also to feel confident and how can you do that how can you make them feel confident is by you know delegating more work to them so as you know, in the long run, this journey isn't it about me or you, it's about us. So this was, this was you know, a lesson learned from her, I would say, uh, and my other managers, of course. Uh, another key factor which comes to my mind, uh, especially from my manager, is the commitment. I really, really admire the attitude uh, her attitude especially and the leadership skills in the way you know she runs any project i have worked with her so her skills are very smooth i would say just like as flowing water and at times i am often uh, often taken aback you know by the way she takes the accountability for any work she does so as a matter of fact, also, she has also proven her leadership skills numerous times to me, you know, uh, being it putting a together, being putting a social event or, you know, engaging teams in a global event, everything she did, you know, just with a smile on her face. And where this fact remains that she is also a daughter, wife, sister, and most importantly, she is a mother to a little one outside of her work. So from what i had observed that she never compromised on any of her roles and you know that is something which me and my parents were afraid of that if female becomes a career woman so she completely proved us wrong and 
completely and i don't know from where she gathers this strength and commitment uh, that she shows towards the work but she amused me every single day with the manner she handled everything in her personal life as well so these are the key takeaways i would say hmm now from from what you told me the journey went from the shy inarticulate girl right who never raised her hands to a confident young woman who while just a junior associate at state street was the only person in her team to interview the business unit head uh, an opportunity which even seniors in her team didn't bother taking up so i found that quite interesting so my question here number 1 is why did you volunteer uh so uh, uh i volunteered because you know i i somewhere knew that uh, these opportunities doesn't come by always um it's actually very rare that uh, you know it is being offered to the folks in an open forum so i just thought that if i took up this opportunity i knew that it would enable to prove me prove myself you know as people would get a chance to know that what i am capable of outside the work i deliver moreover i also thought that it's going to be a learning experience for me because <clears throat> you know uh, the exposure and the uh, insights not just within the team but also in the organization uh, would be magnified as i had never handled an open discussion with the people in the top, topmost hierarchy so far so knowing that uh, that i had never done such a thing before uh, i thought what could be a better way to start and i knew that uh, it's going to be challenging but i thought that i was ready to give it my best shot mm. and what exactly gave you the confidence to raise your hands interesting but a difficult question i would say because if you ask me now i don't think i i have a definite answer to it but what i would like to say is it came as a reflex uh later as i said earlier like now uh, you know i also did consider the advantages it would bring to me uh, you know uh, head start for the similar future events and what could be a better way to start uh, and few other things uh, but i was just thrilled at the prospect of gaining wide insights and also the far reaching visibility uh, into the working of the firm um to be frank i never thought that i would get this opportunity as there were senior members who were also present but i just raised my hand anyway thinking that what is the harm um going for it and voila i got it hmm which of course brings me to a very interesting question is why didn't the others in your team most of them your seniors with five probably seven years of experience refused this valuable opportunity okay this is another tricky question <laughs> i'm not sure like uh, you know why others didn't raise their hands but uh, i believe i think uh, that they all must have thought like you know just like me uh, that they all must have thought that this opportunity was far too good for them to get a chance at and uh, consequently i think uh, this can be a takeaway for everyone you know to not to hesitate or not to hesitate to ask or to volunteer uh, you know uh, and not to let that fear basically of apprehension uh, hold you back um, in raising your hands or asking for things so to conclude at this point in time i i think this event also taught me the importance of ask Um, just imagine the case you know what if i had uh, just thought in my head that there are senior members in the team and i might not get this opportunity and i did not raise my hand you know the answer right that i would have never got this amazing experience so uh, at that moment uh, i had just thought that for the harm in asking even if i don't get it there is no loss for me because you know the last thing 
which anyone can do is uh, saying no and i in the back of my head i would be you know calm because i i would know that at least i had asked for it so i would say that we should never assume but just ask and the situation is always win win as you know the last thing someone can do is say no hmm now let's talk about work um now everyone gets criticized at work especially when they are new and you make a lot of mistakes and you can't have been an exception what was your reaction to the criticism that you received uh you correctly stated binod uh, no one is immune to it just like appraisal i think uh, you know we should also be open to receiving criticism because no one is uh, perfect in the world right we all have a scope to improve so why to take it other way when you know someone highlights what you can improve on they are eventually making your job easy to figure it out right so even even me even me i was you know quite sensitive to taking criticism uh, as a fresher in the professional world i would say uh, i would end up taking everything personally and you know at the end of the day getting depressed but uh, now when i look back i can surely say that that's the worst thing to do to ourselves um because you know once uh, that victim mentality creeps in it's it's not easy to let go and um, from the workplace i have seen certain examples couple of times when you know uh, where some of my colleagues uh, had taken things personally and they had messed up so you know uh, people can make mistakes as i did as i did and they took criticism personally but it's it's you know it's only the matter of the time until you figure out that how you want to approach criticism there is there is a two way street either you want to take lessons from it or you want to let down by it so you just have to make a choice and additionally uh, one key take away from all you know all the examples that i had seen uh, in the workplace was that your personal life should not be mixed with your professional life and i know that criticism is not a cake walk uh, the feeling that follow it, it's not something you know desirable but the lessons learned from it are something that remains with you so never carry any grudge take your time and move on is a piece of advice that i have always been given and that is something i have followed throughout so you know sakshi they say that the company culture is extremely important in developing and engaging an employee and i think you have to be lucky to work in such a culture right now you told me that you love working at state street what are the elements of the culture that you like the most and why yeah so you know before getting to that point uh, whenever i appraise about state streets work environment and its rich culture you know people always say that to me that uh, your first company is like your first love and you are always emotionally attached to it and you will feel like holding on it for a lifetime but apart from that fact uh, state street had actually given me many reasons to love it i would say as a fresher in the industry no hierarchical culture was the first impression about state street that got itched in my mind you know i was per here say under the impression that investment industry is you know comprised of not so good and maybe you know obnoxious employers however the way i was welcomed and addressed literally changed my perception everyone was respected and they were treated fairly in the organization and later on to my surprise even the higher management never displayed their uh, superiority and they were very friendly with me i would say so for instance i still remember the events where senior managers would come by and they will have a brief talk with me you know just to put me at ease and just to make sure that i was not feeling uh, alienated and 
you know they used to ask me questions like you know how is my family they used to ask me about my town etc etc uh, which somewhere shows that you know they were make, making an attempt to know me and all this collectively left a lasting impression on me since i felt valued mm. so apart from that the another one is one of the key beliefs that state street proudly uphold and which uh, you know also depicts inclusion and that is together we are stronger being part of the organization it made me realize that how important individuals are you know as as it's been said that great places are being created by great people mm-hmm. and if you are surrounded by people with good attributes so then you tend to push yourself beyond your limits and you are most likely to succeed so you know if that uh, that's not the case you may not have you know a meaningful growth and uh, learning so when i look upon my journey i think i was very fortunate enough to be part of a group and culture that constantly encouraged me it also challenged me at times and it helped me to grow and explore and broaden my horizons i would say hmm now you told me um, sakshi that one significant event was when you went back to banasthali vidyapeet right your mba college with amit chakravarti from cf institute Uh, who of course uh, runs the young women in investment program and you presented to a big audience about the program uh, in that college why was it so significant for you yeah that day i still remember it was 19th february 2020 wednesday it was truly significant event for me you know i fall short of words when i attempt to describe it but uh, if you ask me the experience was profound and it is one of the highlights in my graph you know returning to my starting point and sharing my journey with those who now stand there i think it's not an opportunity that comes knocking always and it was more noteworthy you know for me as it was just a few few years ago that i was part of the same audience uh, on the other side and i was uh, totally unsure that how would i take up my career forward how would i accomplish my goals and etc those were the questions i had in my mind back then but now i am back at the same place and that too as a guest speaker uh, accompanied by the director of cfa institute uh, who represented them and young women in investment program and that girl who was once shy and confused landed a job in state street and now stands confident shoulder to shoulder with the peers in full demeanor and motivating more and more young women to follow in her footsteps so you know because that girl was me the experience couldn't be more cherishing i would say if you ask me uh, that day bore a fruit when i eventually come to know that i was being looked up by someone as a role model and all those experiences you know put together made it a remarkable day for me Hmm. Now, Sakshi, there are millions of youngsters like you out there, right, in cities, towns, and villages around the world, who have potential, but are held back either by themselves or by others, or by a mix of both. What are the bits of advice that you would give them? Uh, thanks, Vinod, for asking this question. Actually, I'm very happy to share the key things uh, which I have learned from my journey so far, and you know, which have helped me somewhere uh, throughout. So, uh, the very first one which comes to my mind and which I have uh, actually applied somewhere is, you know, you have to be determined, uh, you and focused. i personally believe that if your level of determination somewhere outweighs your hard work you know as in uh, 49% of hard work maybe and uh, which is followed by 51% of determination so this combination uh, you know sometimes this combination of your sheer determination 
could open doors and it can lead you towards your goal i have personally experienced this in several ways but you know when i say that you have to be very cautious because it only works when there is a marginal difference between the two which is hard work and determination hmm. and you know so you will have to be very mindful by uh, whenever you are you know leveraging this uh, formula i would say hmm. so the another thing which uh, i have learned uh, being part of the corporate culture which comes to my mind quickly is you know don't put all your eggs in one basket i i i i know that uh, you know someone had said it in context of investments but the same applies to almost everything in your life mm. not all individuals all organizations are same and it's really not fair to treat them same way right so you have to be very careful uh, on this note and you know just to add further on this one but you know maybe in some another context um, i have also experienced that not all the times you will be able to walk in someone else's shoes um i, I know you must be wondering that what i mean by that so mm-hmm. you know for example if your shoe size is 7 whereas you are trying to wear someone else's shoes which is you know of maybe size 10 then obviously you are not going to have a good experience right and you will end up complaining so so to conclude that point we should seek lessons from others but sometimes you will have to uh, you know sail on your boat by yourself uh, and you know this is something which i had learned lately when i was changing my job and people told me that sakshi don't go for that organization don't go for this organization it is not good uh, you know so i respect them all because they all were my seniors and friends and they were trying to help me uh, so that i can make an informed decision but at the uh, at the end i felt that maybe they have made these perceptions based upon their experiences or maybe uh, per hearsay so rather in such cases my personal opinion is to you know uh, inquire more details like okay if you say this company is not good then which company which department which process or you know the team or the managers of it you didn't like and what what are the possible reasons uh, you know uh, that made you not liking them so understand on those grounds and then make a call is what i would like to say so apart from that moving on uh, the another thing which comes to my mind is you know being open to the new challenges is one of the key learnings i had in my journey we all are placed in a fast paced dynamic business environment and uh, we need to be open to anything uh, which is coming up on our way this was <laughs> this was one of the another blunder that i had missed uh, at first because right i had told you in the beginning that how i was scared when i was been put up in an it team so i was scared it made me scared to be scared i was not uh, you know uh, to be honest i was not scared because the challenge scared me but you know or uh, i didn't wanted to undergo any change but i was afraid to fail and make mistakes but it is with the time i realized that you grow and learn only when you take on more challenges and make mistakes so that's the key thing so be open to challenges every time it will help you in the long run yeah uh another there are so many uh, things i would like to share but i will stick on to only few uh, keeping the time in the mind so the uh, moving on to the next which i can remember is you know um, i i know i think most of people must have heard about it and know its significance already so i'll just keep it very short and clear that creating your network and building relationships uh, being both interpersonal and professional is necessary as it is something that will help you when you need someone and you know someone needs you so it works both the ways so it's very important to create your network hmm 
and maybe uh, last for today uh, but not the least and most importantly is it all starts and comes from you it is something where self beliefs comes into picture and you know it is very important to never ever underestimate yourself because if you don't believe in yourself there is no reason for anyone else to believe in you and each of us you know have our own defined personalities uh, we have our own traits which makes each one of us different from the rest so never pull yourself down mentally and never never you know never insto- instill those those thoughts of self doubt or comparison and you know thinking being less uh, than someone else so stay fearless and uh, never ever go into such directions i would say and you know uh, this is something i had learned when i was in my school days and uh, with that being said i it really gives the room for one of my favorite poem by venessa ohri and vinod if you won't mind please allow me to read a few lines from that poem sure. for all of you today so the poem uh, is i am special and so are you and it reads like i am special and so are you just imagine how boring the world would be if mother nature believed in uniformity if mother nature believed in uniformity all living beings the same in color and shape the ant and the ape a leopard and a bear a watermelon and a pear the birds soaring high the clouds floating by the leaves on every tree the fish in every sea hey maybe even you and even me X wouldn't life be a tragic shame if everything looked felt smelled exactly the same we each have a purpose we each have a role we each with a dream each with a goal we each are different special and rare each an answer to a special prayer so love who you are in life heaven aim be happy to be special not boringly same be who you are do what you do because i am i and you are you because i am i and you are you thank you oh i think that is the most spectacular finish i've had on any podcast interview sakshi so lyrical and uh, so deep and meaningful as well thank you so much for that and more importantly thank you for spending the time sharing your experience and perspective as a young girl growing up in conservative small town in rural india all the way to where uh, young women investment program and to state street a huge asset manager and now in standard chartered bank i think it's very impressive it's very insightful and also very inspirational and i wish you the very best in your career thank you so much for coming on the show sakshi and uh, we'll stay in touch yeah shali vino thank you so much it was pleasure to be here podcast is brought to you by the real finance mentor thank you so much for listening i really hope you found it insightful and inspirational if you did enjoy this episode please drop us a review and spread the word and be sure to check out more exclusive content on the realfinancementor.com and my linkedin profile which is binod shankar cfa let's keep in touch just add your name to the mailing list on the realfinancementor.com and we'll tell you about new episodes plus book reviews upcoming events and blogs till the next time onwards and upwards